Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, this is episode five of Sensitive Not Sorry. And today we're talking about some, we're talking about a topic or topics that we haven't really talked about a lot. And we're kind of shifting gears a little bit with this episode. I feel like we've talked a lot about relationships and dating and post-grad and just kind of like navigating that chaos of your early 20s or just any phase of your life. It's just something I've obviously been feeling a lot more in my early 20s, but it's obviously relatable content, I think, for people because life is constantly chaotic and it's always evolving. It's always crazy. So I'm really excited for today, um, what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about Something that's really been on my mind a lot lately, just because I've seen some stuff on social media about it, um, and it's just been something that's kind of been weighing on my mind a lot as I've toyed with the idea of, you know, starting my own business, and you guys know in past episodes, I've talked a lot about, like, this kind of, like, entrepreneurial um, kind of gut feeling that I've had, or kind of this itch to do something for myself where I can be my own boss and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like that's kind of led me down this like rabbit hole where I've started to read a lot about and kind of just think on the power of not caring about what people think of you and also, you know, risk taking and fearing success and things like that. So we're going to talk about all of that stuff today. And I was really curious, um, you know, kind of what the audience, kind of how the audience looked at risk taking. So that's kind of like the first thing that we're going to talk about. And I asked you guys on Instagram, I put out like a poll um, and, you know, I asked you guys, are you a calculated risk taker? Do you, are you way too cautious and you take no risks? Are you like risky business 24 seven? Like you're, you're kind of, kind of reckless, but I definitely respect that. And I think the last option was I take risks, but I wish I take took more risks. And the vast majority of you guys said that you were calculated risk takers, which I thought was really interesting. Um, a few people did say that they were like risky business all the time. No one actually said that they were too cautious, which I was really surprised about. I honestly kind of am like questioning myself. I'm like, shit, like I don't think I take as many risks as I should. Uh, because I feel like I'm definitely in that category of like, I think I'm a little bit too cautious and I play it a little bit too safe, but we'll talk about that a little bit more in depth later. Um, but that kind of just kicks off the first thing that I want to talk about with you guys is kind of like what really is like calculated risk taking versus being reckless versus if you even want to call it reckless, I just think that's like a fun word to say, <laughs> but like versus someone that literally just like is very risk averse. Um, and I kind of feel like a lot of the time I feel like I would consider myself to be kind of risk averse and I'm trying to move away from that. Um, you know, I don't know really what category I would necessarily put myself in, but I feel like I definitely need to be a little bit more risky and to kind of, um, bridge out of my comfort zone. Um, because I think I'm such an anxious person a lot of the time and I struggle a lot with like negative self-talk and things like that. And so I think you guys have kind of inspired me to maybe be a little bit risky in my, you know, everyday decisions and just kind of, you know, like lean into that and maybe not play it safe all the time. And that kind of got me to thinking like, is there more benefit to being risky? Like maybe 
some really good results, you know, can come out of more consistent spontaneity because I think in a way it kind of takes the pressure off of ourselves since we're always seeking some type of control. I think that's just a human, that's something that humans innately do. I think for me, especially, or if you're kind of an anxious person or you're very type A or you feel like you kind of have control issues, which like I'm adding myself right now, I feel like risks are so intimidating to me because it feels like I'm more out of control than I really even am. And I feel like I'm someone who struggles with control in my everyday life. Like I always want to have things planned to a T. I want to know, you know, what my five-year plan is. I want to know what tomorrow is going to bring. And that's just not the case. And that's something I've really, really struggled with for, for some time now. And I'm definitely trying to kind of like get out of that mindset and just like be a little bit more fucking chill. But it's really tough. Um, I think it's really easy to say, you know, oh, I want to take more risks or oh, like you can do like, fuck it, whatever. But I think it's really hard because I think there's a lot of like kind of like mental barriers there. And that's something I definitely want to push myself to do a little bit more of is kind of just let go of control and maybe put some more things into the hands of the universe or, you know, a higher power or whatever it is that's that's up there, you know, dictating what's happening in my life. Um, and this kind of got me to thinking too, like, can we like train our brains to take more risks? I feel like yes, because I feel like if we can train our brains to let go of control and feel more kind of like at peace with things not being so calculated and so planned out, um, you know, maybe we can kind of train ourselves to take more risks and not feel this like pit in our stomach whenever we whenever we do something that, you know, maybe we never thought we would do or we take a chance on something that we never anticipated that we would. Um, and, you know, I don't know that we'll ever really know if risks fully pay off. I guess that's something that you just kind of have to determine, you know, in your own life with within your own perspective of, you know, and this can refer to like anything, um, you know, whether it's starting a new career, quitting your job on a whim, moving in or out with someone, moving to a new city, you know, quitting, you know, your grad program, starting a grad program. These are just obviously examples that are kind of have been relatable for me and my life and for people in my life. So but this can apply to literally anything. I mean, just taking more risks. I think it's a really, it, it definitely draws me in in a lot of ways. And I just think I've definitely been thinking a lot about, you know, how do we know if they're ever going to pay off? Um, you know, is it is it better to play it safe or is it better to take risks? Or is it like a little bit of both? I don't really know. Um, because I feel like also too, it's really interesting. I feel like there's just this narrative for people that are in their early 20s of like, oh, it's your time to just be young and dumb and stupid and party and travel and do whatever. And it's like, and I see that and I, and I, and I get that, but I'm not living that way. And I don't know if it's, you know, obviously I'm the type of person, like I feel 
I have a very internal locus of control. Like I feel like most of the things that happen in my life are because of actions that I am or am not taking. But I also do think that there are things that are simply chance or simply coincidence and simply luck and just timing, Um, you know, kind of like a divine timing. But I feel like there's just this narrative of like, oh, it's your time to be young, do whatever you want, fuck around, blah, blah, blah. And it just doesn't feel like that for me. And I don't know if that's because people that are pushing that narrative are kind of wrong and are kind of romanticizing things, which could very well be true. But I think that there also is some truth to that in that in this stage of life, it's such a like test run. It's kind of like a, um, I saw this metaphor one time. It essentially said like your early 20s are kind of like your dressing room. Like, you know, you try things on, you see what fits, you see what you don't like, you see what you like, and you just kind of roll with it. And you embrace the temporariness of that. And you embrace the fact that you can kind of move in and out of different phases very quickly. And I just have been wondering a lot about, you know, in in the way, like, could I take more risks in terms of like, should I just send it and just be like, fuck it. Like, I want to travel this year. I'm going to put away, you know, this money and I'm going to go do it. Like, maybe I'm going to be stretched financially for a little bit, but... <laughs> If is this if if this experience is going to pay off in the long run, like fuck it, you know maybe it's going to be difficult in certain ways, but I think it'll be really rewarding in other ways. And so I've just been thinking a lot about those kinds of things and thinking more so about taking those kinds of risks. And I see like you know a lot of my friends are all my friends are in different phases of life, and I've talked about this literally a million times. I, I trust me, I know I sound like a fucking broken record, but it's. It's hard because when you see so many people in your life in completely different phases, and then on top of that, you have social media that's like shows you everyone. It's a highlight reel. We all know this. It's not real and it's rom- it romanticizes everything. But it's hard when you see people your age like traveling, you know, not working full time jobs and not struggling to pay their rent and traveling the world and doing whatever the fuck they want you know, getting the dream job or the dream internship with like literally no experience. Um, just, just doing those kinds of things. It's, it's hard seeing that because it makes you feel like, at least it's made me feel like, well, fuck, like, should I be doing that? Or, or can I, can I even do that? Like, should I just quit my shit job and, you know, just hope that something falls into my lap and hope that like, you know, my time like grinding, networking and then on LinkedIn is going to is going to pay off in time that I'll be able to still pay my bills. Like it's hard and I feel like I don't know. I've just been thinking a lot about that lately and I feel like part of that has to do with just having faith and trusting in ourselves when we take a big leap into the unknown. And again, that's something I've said like I struggle with and I'm sure a lot of you can relate it's really difficult. It's a lot easier to just say it. And and I feel like that's why I, sometimes I really just don't practice what I preach. And, and this is definitely one of those, one of those things, but I'm here to say, I am not all that good at having faith and trusting in myself all the time. Recently, I've been better at that because I've been really cognizant about how bad at that and how shitty at that I've been for a really long time. And you know, I wonder if kind of having that faith and that hope and that trust in yourself ties into that risk taking. And 
if that's kind of a crucial component for, you know, those of you that are, you know, calculated risk takers or some of you that are just like risky business 24 seven, I respect the hell out of that. Cause I'm just at a point in my life where I feel like I can let go of that, that power and that control that I really don't have. I don't think any of us have as much control as we think that we have. We just like to tell ourselves that we do. Um, so, you know, I think in that for, you know, those of you that really do have that kind of established faith and trust in yourselves, maybe I think that's a really good thing because through that, I think you can kind of establish like a sense of self-respect, um, for yourself, because when you show up for yourself and, you know, you don't give up on shit, even when it feels impossible. And even when it feels incredibly frustrating and taxing and it feels like, you know, maybe I made the wrong decision. Just because you get pushback on something does not mean that you made the wrong decision. You know, just because you, you know, you're, you're struggling doesn't mean you made the wrong decision. Sometimes it does, but a lot of the times it's not a signal for you to stop. It's a signal for you to keep going and to keep pushing because you just don't know what's around the corner. And, you know, again, this is one of those moments I struggle to to take that advice and internalize it sometimes because it's really easy to think like doom and gloom all the time when shitty stuff just keeps getting thrown at you left and right. But I think, you know, for those of you that are calculated risk takers, I like admire that. And I kind of feel like I'm going to try to lean a little bit more into that. And, you know, I think I've been doing a really good job of establishing a sense of respect for myself especially through this podcast and through this new routine that I'm in, like it's definitely created a sense of I need to show up for this and I need to do this and I need to be diligent and stay on a schedule and produce, you know, content. And it's definitely allowed me to establish a sense of self-respect and and also starting this in general was a risk. Yeah. It's not like I invested, you know, thousands of dollars in it and I have investors and blah, blah, blah. Like, obviously it's not like a financial risk for me. But it definitely was a risk in other ways. So I'm hoping that, you know, maybe I can use this as an outlet to kind of lean into more risk taking and just doing shit that doesn't feel comfortable because I think that's where we grow. Um, You know, I think we only grow outside of our comfort zones. So those of you that responded to that poll, thank you, because it was so thought provoking for me, obviously. Um, I literally just talked for like 15 minutes about that alone. Um, but it's definitely given me a lot to think about. So thank you guys for writing in if you did and just like letting me know, you know, kind of what you're thinking, how you're feeling and kind of how you are living your life right now. I think that's a really cool thing to kind of get insight on how you guys, you know, who you guys are. So I think I'm going to do more of those in the future because I thought that was really cool and fun. But I want to pivot a little bit. Um, I want to keep talking about risk but I want to talk more so about like risky success stories. And in that, I mean, you always, I feel like we're just kind of in this era of entrepreneurship where we see like this up and coming, like coming of age story, these entrepreneurs that face so many rejections and now they have multi-million dollar businesses and they have investors worldwide. And, um, you know, you have, and this doesn't just apply to business. I'm just saying, that's what I've just been seeing a lot because I spend so much time on LinkedIn, you know, looking, you know, for 
jobs and networking and things like that. Like that's kind of where my head's at. That's where I've been spending a lot of my like time, like reading and consuming content. But I recently stumbled upon this notion, like this. So this guy, and I think he was, he was either like a therapist or a motivational speaker. He was something, but he was really intriguing. And he brought up this idea of one of the biggest pillars that can hold people back when it comes to risk taking, when it comes to building, you know, uh, anything successful in life or taking a chance and there being a really positive result. A lot of the times people actually fear success. And at first, like at first glance, you're like, no, that's, that's stupid. Obviously, like, obviously I want success for myself. Obviously that's what I deserve. You know what I mean? But I think there's definitely truth to it. Um, because I think sometimes we internally create these narratives that kind of cascade into stories that we tell ourselves every day so much so that that's literally what becomes our reality. And, you know, I'm sure all of you know this, but sometimes it's nice to have a good reminder is that our perspectives shape our reality. Like the way that we see the world and the way that we view things and the way that we view our life is how we see the world. Nobody else sees it from this exact perspective. No one in the world. And I think it's really possible that I myself and maybe any of you that are listening, like you might actually fear success. And, you know, maybe he talked a little bit about, you know, isn't it funny that, you know, you have something to do or you have this project that you have to work on or you have this goal that you're working towards and you feel like you, you're always procrastinating or you're always making excuses or you're always going in the other direction or you're always going for the wrong person even though you know you shouldn't. We're always saying it's not the right time. You know, there's always something that gets in the way. And he said it's it's very possible that intrinsically we can fear success. And that's not something that I thought about because I feel like typically it's like, oh, you know, I fear failure or I don't want to be a failure. I don't want to look bad. I don't want to disappoint my family or my friends or my partner. I don't want to disappoint myself. But I think we might need to pay more attention to the fact that we honestly might be fearing success. And I feel like this could, I thought, I've thought a lot about this in my own life, but I think in general, you know, sometimes I think we tell ourselves we're not worthy um, for whatever reason. Like maybe you come from, you had a, a tough childhood and maybe you kind of have this like underdog complex. Maybe you didn't grow up with a ton of money and, you know, or maybe you've just had a tough life. Maybe you've had a lot of loss in your life. And maybe you just tell yourself these stories about, you know, pivotal moments, things that changed you, no doubt. There's nothing invalid about any of those things. Um, those are obviously all huge, crucial factors that do shape the way that, you know, we see the world, especially when these are things that we're telling ourselves when you're, we're younger or things that other people are telling us when we're younger. You know, those are the more, the most formative and developmental years of our lives. But I just think it's really interesting because I think finding the root of the fear is the first step to letting it go so that you can kind of unlock your true path and your individual abilities. Um, and 
I think at that point, then you shouldn't feel as much of a restriction on what it is that you're able to do and maybe, you know, where you have the freedom to go or what it is that you should be doing. Because only you know that. No one can tell you any of those things. Only you can answer that question. Only you can, you know, define what those things mean on your own terms. Um, so that's just something I've really been pondering a lot. And I just think it's really crazy. And I've asked myself a lot, you know, this past like week or so, ever since I saw that, that post and that guy talking about it, um, you know, I've just been asking myself and trying to kind of pick myself apart a little bit and just see, you know, what are the narratives that I'm telling myself? You know, what, what stories am I telling myself? What is it that's, what is it that's holding me back? You know, is it me? Is it because of other people? Am I, you know, seeking external validation in some way? You know, what what is it? And I think that definitely can tie into the whole risk taking and taking chances on yourself and, you know, having faith that things are going to work out and also just showing up for yourself. I think they all really tie in and kind of blend together pretty well, pretty seamlessly. And so that was something I definitely wanted to talk to you guys about. And I would definitely urge you, you know, if you're feeling like you just, you know where you need to go and you feel this like pull in some direction, but you just can't seem to get there. There's just something that's just in the way. I would definitely urge you to maybe take a step back and look and see if maybe this is something that, you know, you, you might fear success. And I feel like after thinking about it, I feel like I kind of, I feel like I kind of might. And I don't think it's to like a, you know, I don't think it's to like a great extent. I just, I definitely think that there's an aspect of it that definitely intimidates the hell out of me and definitely freaks me out. And I think sometimes I try to tell myself like, you know, you've been through so much shit, you know, you can handle anything, blah, blah, blah. And we, and I feel like I honestly might have like a little bit of like an underdog complex and don't get me wrong. I've, you know, there's always going to be people out there that have had it harder than you. There's always going to be people out there that have had it better than you. It's not a pissing contest. It's not a game of, you know, win or lose or whatever. But I definitely do think I've, I've definitely fed myself the narrative for a long time of like, you know, you're, you're good at getting beat up on and, you know, that's just kind of what you're meant to do. Like, sometimes I just feel like I, I feel like I feed myself the story of like, you know, you're kind of like a punching bag. You can take whatever is thrown at you. And I don't really think success has ever been tied into that storyline. Um, so, you know, maybe it is something that is, has been standing in my way. Maybe that's one of the reasons it took me so long to start this podcast. And maybe it's the reason why I've already come up with a million and one excuses as to why I, you know, can't start this business idea that I have right now. I don't know. Um, but it's definitely given me a lot to think about. So definitely just, you know, an interesting topic that I wanted to bring up to y'all and just see, you know, what your thoughts were on it. Um, and now I want to, you know, kind of shift a little bit away. And I apologize if I sound scattered right now. It's been such a long day. <laughs> and it's like 10pm. And I'm recording this and I'm just I'm, I'm not really tired. It's just like my brain scrambled, you know, like I've been up since like 6.45, 7am and I'm just a little bit wonky and out of it. So I want to talk now about, you know, 
does anything really matter that much? And I've just come to the conclusion, I don't really think anything is really that serious in terms of things that we worry about so much. And obviously there are just things that are unarguably important, like your physical health, your mental health, and that of your loved ones and the people in your life and blah, blah, blah. Those things are non-negotiable. Um, but I'm, I'm talking more so like, you know, jobs, school, career path, planning for your future, relationships, things like that. I feel like it's really not that deep. Like I really just have come to the terms with the fact that like, I feel like sometimes we just worry ourselves sick so much. And and maybe this ties back into the whole, oh, I need to have control. And for someone like me, that's definitely struggled with being type A and, and being very anxious and always being a planner. And when I don't have these things lined up in my head, it just creates this chaos and this doom and gloom, dark, you know, kind of, I, I hate the fact that I've used the word narrative like 4,000 times in this podcast, but this episode, but I really feel like that's the only word that I can use right now is that I really just don't think that any of this shit's that serious. I think we let our minds run rampant sometimes and they really do get the best of us and they create worst case scenarios literally as a defense mechanism, um, which is what our brains are supposed to do. It, you know, we're wired for survival but I just don't really think anything is that deep. And I feel like the more that I see on social media, the more that I read, the more that I, you know, study up on these things, the more that I just go about my day, about my days, I guess, because, you know, this is something I've been thinking about a lot recently. I just feel more and more like this shit just doesn't matter. And nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. Like nobody knows. Perfect example. Today at work, I was in a meeting with like corporate higher ups and I was just, I just kind of like dissociated for a second. And these people, mind you, are like 20, 30 years older than me. They've been in the corporate world for decades now. And, you know, they in that world are the ones that you're supposed to look up to. They're the ones that have their shit together. They're the mentors. They're the managers. They're the leaders, blah, blah, blah. And I swear to God, it was like a meeting. I don't even know if anything got accomplished. I just wanted to smash my head through some drywall in that moment. It was just like, I can't listen to these people talk about this useless shit. It's inefficient. It's a waste of time. I don't even know what we're talking about. We're talking about things that are completely intangible. You know, it's just, it's just so weird. And, and if you work in a job, like if you work in corporate America, you know, that there's all these weird fucking terms, like circle back, let's put a pin in that, um, let's, you know, follow up on this, let's, whatever. It's like, it's like this like jargon and just this shit that's so made up. Like, I don't know where it came from. It's like somebody literally pulled that out of their ass one day and was like, slapped it on a table and was like, these are the, this is the fucking vocabulary that we're going to use from now on in corporate America. And I literally just sat there and I was like, how is this all that there is in this world? And also these people are literally just talking out of their asses right now. Like everyone here is, doesn't know what they're even talking about. They might think that they do, but none of this stuff like has any real tangible meaning. 
And it honestly just, it really changed my perspective because I was like, I don't even know why I give a fuck about any of this shit. Like I could theoretically, and granted in this economy, I'm glad that I have a job. Um, but you know, theoretically it's like I could lose my job tomorrow and like, I would be fine. I would figure it out. You know, I, it's, it's fine. Like it's not that deep. It's going to be okay. And I just feel like, you know, for me, obviously this is a lot more relevant in terms of like the career path, the job, because that's just where I've been feeling a lot of like dissonance lately. And that's where I really feel like there's a change coming and that's something I'm working towards and, you know, hoping for and kind of, again, trying to let things play out in a way that makes sense in a way that, you know, they're meant to play out. But I just think I'm realizing like everything works out in some capacity. I'm not saying, you know, you just have to, you know, balls to the walls, let the universe decide your fate. I don't, I don't think that that's, that's a fair, you know, point to make. I think most of our lives are within our control, but it's probably not going to look the way that you expected it to. And that's okay. And I think we touched on this before when we talked about grief and kind of mourning past phases of your life and people that you were and relationships that you had. But I've just really started to lean into that idea that things are probably not going to look the way that you once thought that they were. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. And I think that's the case for most people. And I think you hear about it in so many different ways. You hear about the people that fucking like majored in, you know, history and now they're like a six figure, you know, owner of a tech startup. You hear about people that completely shifted their careers at 45. You hear about people that, you know, left their, you know, toxic relationship at 30 and started a new life with someone and had kids and lived happily ever after. This can apply to literally everything. I'm just like pulling random examples out of my brain, but it's just not going to look the way that you expected it to. And that's okay. And I feel like for such a long time, we, again, I think this, this kind of feeds back into the whole, these internal monologues and kind of these internal stories that we tell ourselves. And a lot of them, I think, come from other people. We just internalize them and think, oh, that's, that's what I think. That's what I feel. And it's like, no, those aren't your actual, those aren't your thoughts. Those aren't your feelings. Those aren't organic. Those are from other people. But you just latched onto them and made them your own because at the time you didn't you didn't know any better. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think everyone can say that has been them in some way, shape, or form in their lives. But I just think, you know, it's really important, especially if you're in a similar stage in life, to lean into the fact that no one knows what the fuck they're doing. Things are not always gonna turn out the way that you thought that they would look. And that's all right. You just kind of got to rock with it and roll with it. And that's really fucking hard, especially if you're, if you're like me and it's very hard to give up that kind of control. But at the end of the day, like I said earlier, I just don't think we have that much control. We do, but we don't. And it's, it's like a balancing act. So I wanted to kind of, you know, these are the last two things that I wanted to talk about. But the first is just kind of doing your own thing. And we've talked about this before, um, but I think finding habits and routines that work for you and make you feel good is very underrated. 
And I think that, again, obviously, aside from, you know, finding out what your fears are, what's holding you back, blah, 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 finding habits and routines that work for you and make you feel good, I think is like step one, if not step two, to making positive changes in your life and operating on a, on a schedule that works for you, whatever that, that may look like. Because if everyone in your life is pressuring you to do shit you hate, And this could be literally referring to anything. This could be drinking, working a job you don't like, hanging out with people that you don't like. Um, You know, if you don't want to be fucking dating and you're dating because all your friends are dating, don't fucking do that. If you don't want to be dating or vice versa, you know what I mean? Like just if everyone else in your life is pressuring you to do shit you hate, I think A, either surround yourself with better people if that's something that you feel that you need to do, speak up maybe set some boundaries or change things up a bit because you're not going to get anywhere fast by remaining stagnant or regressing. And that's obviously a place like we don't want to go. And like I said, like this applies to literally anything. This can apply to careers, relationships, moves, um, you know, your own personal journeys in, in healing, like healing childhood trauma, healing your relationship with your faith, healing whatever the fuck it is that you got to work on. Just make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that are going to support you to do you and do what makes you feel comfortable, productive, happy, whatever. Make decisions that are feeling good for you. And I think again, and I feel like I, I talk about this in every episode, but it truly, everything that we talk about always comes back to the same thing. Get to the root of who you are and what you value in order to know what you genuinely want and deserve out of life. Because like I said, I don't think, I think a lot of the time when we're younger, and and this is something I'm coming to learn as I'm growing into my beliefs and growing into my, you know, who I am and kind of figuring out who I am and and learning that who I thought that I was is significantly different. She is she's a different bitch, but you know, um getting to the root of who you are and what you value is how you're going to get to that sweet spot. And I think that's kind of that's kind of like the the doorway, that's the gateway. And I think feeling pressure from like family and friends and all that stuff about personal decisions can really weigh on you. And I literally was talking to a coworker today about this and she was like, you know, you know, if I want to go and do something else, like, you know, my parents are going to, you know, freak the fuck out and, you know, berate me for it. And it's, it's unfortunate, but I think that's the case for most people. And at the end of the day, you can't control what other people are going to do, say, or think about you or your actions. All that you can do is try to silence that doubt, silence the nose, and silence the people who are telling you like you're stupid or you're not smart if you, you know, do X, Y, and Z. If you know in your heart that there's something real there, whether this is going back to an ex or going and starting a relationship or quitting your fucking toxic ass job, making a giant career switch, leaving your marriage, um, moving across the country away from all your family and friends, whatever it may be, it can literally apply to anything. 
you just have to silence the doubt. Otherwise, it's going to continue to hold you back. Because, no, again, no one has the answer to that question, which is, who am I? What do I value? And therefore, what the fuck am I going to do about it? What am I going to do with my life? How do I want to live? And that's, and that's when, you, when you really pin it to one thing, it's how do I want to live and who do I want to be? No one has the answer to that. Only you do. Because no one knows you better than you know yourself. And you may think, oh, no, like, my, you know, my mom's my best friend or my boyfriend knows me better than anyone. No, they don't. You know you better than anyone else. You know your internal monologues. You know the things that you've, you know, been internalizing for some time now. You know deep within your gut, especially if you're an intuitive person, you know what it is that your calling is. And if you don't, you'll find it. But I think the first step is kind of that like self-realization, like figuring out like who you are, what you value, and creating a schedule and a routine that fits that and that supports that for you. And again, this is not, I'm not the fucking morality police. If, if a part of, if something that genuinely makes you happy is like going out and drinking and getting effed up with your friends a few times a week, go fucking do that. Like, if you need to go and, you know, get back with that person all your friends, you know, told you you shouldn't get back with, like, I'll play devil's advocate. Like, fucking do that if it's going to be healthy for you. If it's going to genuinely make you happy, not in the short term, but in the long term, and if it's, you know, safe and stable to what, to your understanding or to your knowledge, you know what I mean? Like we, we obviously don't have a fucking crystal ball, but if you know in your heart that something is right for you, just go for it and be unapologetic about it. And I've actually asked myself a lot recently if you know, when it comes to certain things, I'm like, am I doing this for external validation or like some type of approval? Or am I doing this because it genuinely feeds my soul? And there's a huge difference between those two things. And again, I think that's where there's a huge gateway. There's a huge opportunity there for you to either break away from old habits, old people, old things that aren't serving you, old thought processes, old perspectives that aren't serving you, break away from that and break into that self-realization. And for me, I'm actually, and this is a little bit, no, it's not off topic, but you know, for me, I've been thinking a lot about what's like my style and what is it that I actually really like? Like what is, what colors do I like on myself? What's like my vibe? Like what kind of jewelry do I like to wear? What kind of things do I like in my apartment? Like how do I want to decorate my, you know, my next house that we're, that I'm moving into in a few months? How do I want to, you know, kind of organize my life? What things do I, you know, really want to be spending my money on? What do I want to be saving for? You know what I mean? Like all of those things are very specific to you and no one can tell you that one way to think about it or to plan or to consume or spend or whatever is right or wrong. Because again, only you have the answers to those questions and letting other people 
you know, whether it's external validation or just letting naysayers like be in your fucking ear, that's going to continue to hold you back. Um, and I think it's, it's hard because at the end of the day, I think our egos control so much (laughs) of how we act and who we are that, you know, I have to ask myself sometimes, I'm like, do I even like these people? Am I, am I happy in this situation or am I just putting on, am I putting on a face? Am I putting on a facade because I don't want to face my own ego? And I think it's difficult when we stray from a certain path that again, it was either planned out for us or paths that we carved for ourselves. You know, sometimes we're really driven by this internal doubt and therefore we listen to others for direction. And, you know, sometimes it was never really our path or our thinking or our style or our, you know, financial habits or our taste in the first place. So, you know, it applies to literally everything. So, you know, if you're kind of in that place where you're just kind of like, struggling with, you know, getting back to you and figuring out what it is that you really care about. And obviously we talk about this in literally every single episode. I'm seeing that this is like such a thematic thing, (laughs) but I think at the end of the day, just trying to unlock those values, ask yourself, who am I? How do I want to live? How can I get there? you know, what routines can I implement? What can I remove from my life that's not serving me? And what old perspectives and outside perspectives can I just throw the fuck away? And the last thing that I wanted to talk to you all about is, I feel like this kind of flew by. I feel like I was slow in the beginning and now I'm kind of going apeshit because I got on a roll, but we're just going to rock with it. Um, The last thing I wanted to talk about was that This is just a subtle reminder to any of you that are like, oh, like I, you know, I'm scared about what someone's thinking about me or, you know, if I look a certain way, if I try a new thing, if I try a new hobby, if I start posting about this stuff that I really like on social media, if I make that career change, whatever the fuck it is, people are inherently selfish and are so consumed with their own issues and insecurities they're probably not even paying attention to you. Case in point, case in point, this podcast episode is literally me having a mini therapy session with myself and also with you guys, because I feel like this is definitely relatable. But at the end of the day, we're so quick to think everyone's staring at us. Everyone's making fun of us or everyone's talking behind our backs, which can absolutely be true. Don't get me wrong. But people care so much about their own shit a lot of the time they're not paying that much attention to you, if at all. And I think that can be a source of comfort for any of you that are looking to try something new, that are looking to branch out, that are looking to make a big change and you're worried and you're letting that hold you back. Again, I think letting other people dictate your life is doing yourself such a disservice because you are only here for such a short period of time. You have no idea when your time will be done here. And you at the end of your life are not going to want to look back and say, I lived my life for so-and-so. You're going to want to look back and say, I live my life for motherfucking me. And I did everything that I wanted to do. And if I didn't, I damn sure tried. So, you know, and you busted your ass and you worked hard and you did whatever it is that you care about. You know what I mean? Um, 
But at the end of the day, if people are paying attention to you and it's not in a positive way, so like either they're talking shit on like maybe a business that you started or they're joking about a book you wrote or a hobby that you picked up or, you know, things that you're posting on social media, either they don't have enough going on in their own lives that they have to pick apart the joy in other people's lives to cover their own misery or they could be looking at you in a positive light. Maybe they're admiring you from afar for doing something that maybe they never would. Maybe they're thinking, holy shit, why didn't I do that? You know, you never know. For as many silent haters you have, or maybe not so silent people that, you know, are shitting on you, there are just as many, if not more, people that are silently admiring you, that are silently cheering you on. And if there's anything that I've learned from this experience, this podcast experience, that could not be more true. Um, you know, I have gotten such positive feedback from this and some, you know, I have gotten, you know, certain negative things. And also I just know that there are certain people that have, you know, talked about it in a negative light, people, you know, from like my past life. And, um, that sounded like I reincarnated people from like years ago in my life, um, that I'm, you know, no longer connected to and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I think, the goods outweigh the bads in that regard. And if there's something that you're thinking of changing or starting or growing or removing from your life, whatever it may be, don't let other people hold you back. And just know like there's no negative repercussion from doing your own thing. You know, you you may get hate. Yeah, you may get pushback. You may have to push through the noise. But I think it's a much better and rewarding end game when you stayed true to yourself and you can look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm fucking proud of you for trying, for executing, for pushing, and for telling the people who told me no to essentially piss off. So that was a moderately aggressive note to end off on. But um, I really hope that y'all enjoyed today's episode. I really liked it. It kind of got me fired up like after about like 10, 15 minutes in. I really like this um, kind of topic. Uh, So if you guys are kind of resonating with this, if you want to hear more of that, please let me know. Feel free to leave a rating and a review on Apple and Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, I really enjoyed this episode and maybe I will leave a poll for you guys at the bottom, um, of the episode. So once you're done listening, you can fill it out something probably along the lines of like risk taking and, you know, people just, just fucking people. I don't know. We're, we're going to figure it out. It's late and I've talked to you guys for a while now, but I really enjoyed today's episode and I really hope that you guys did too. Um, so as always in the show notes, there'll be links to all the socials, everything that you guys need to stay up to date on future episodes and future content and all that good stuff. So, um, if you guys made it all the way through, thank you so much for listening. Um, I love each and every one of you. Don't give a fuck what people think. Um, and just keep continue being the badasses that I know that you are. So until next time, um, Take care, you guys. So we'll see you for episode six on Thursday. Bye.